promisers, if, if you could see what I see, if you could see where we're going, I'm not sure that you'd take the trek to the top of the trail. You know, sometimes God will explode such vision that it's actually terrifying. And as I look at the top of that mountain that we're about to climb together, let me tell you, it is some kind of vast, long trek to the top of that trail. But before we join this journey, could I just take the clock back a little? Could we, could we take just 60 seconds and go back? Because there's a couple of thousand of you folks that have never been in our heart for the harvest. And so this is clueless. This is catching you, man, off guard. You didn't know. Heart for the Harvest is an annual offering that we do. And it is to expand ministry. So as I look back and think about what God has done, one of the things that I will always remember until the day I die, we, we have miracle services sometimes during our Heart for the Harvest. My daughter and her husband, Frankie, made their way up in the line. Coach Carringer was praying. My daughter had been told, you need to go adopt, that it's impossible for you to have a child. She comes, she's prayed for. Lo and behold, a couple months ago, we celebrated the one-year birth of my granddaughter, Bella Grace. You know why? Because of the grace and goodness of God. Their people had jobs and provisions, stories and miracles, healings. And then, then you look at the church. Because of Heart for the Harvest, we planted seven years ago our Blount County campus, and then our North Knoxville campus, and our Anderson County campus, and our Campbell County campus, and our campus in Costa Rica, our God Behind Bars, that we continue to be thrilled at the miracles that God is doing. 200 churches in Pakistan and India, a swimming pool in inner city Knoxville, orphanages in Haiti, and the list goes on and on and on. Because of your sacrifice, God takes that like the little boy's lunch, and he breaks it and he multiplies it. And because of that, we've seen thousands of people saved. We've seen thousands of people baptized. We've seen people that thought there was no hope and no help who are now on the Heart for the Harvest journey with us. People who one year ago, five years ago, whatever's thought there's no hope. And today you're climbing to the top of that mountain. So it's an exciting time in the life of Faith Promise. It's exciting at all that God has, has done and is doing. I wish we could sit down, just you and me, and drink a cup of coffee, and we could talk about the stories that God has done. Because only heaven can record the stories that have piled up of the life change, but all oh, the stories that we'll share in heaven. As a young person, especially with a young family, it can be daunting to try and give more than your means. But if you just put your faith in God and put your faith in the church and know that it's going to a good thing, to a good cause, then it all works out for you. Just, you have to have the faith for it. Yeah, there's, there's nothing else that's more rewarding than knowing that you're helping to fund God's kingdom and knowing that you're helping save lives by doing what you're doing. We had set aside that amount of money and I put it in an envelope and put it in my purse and carried it around for a week or two weeks or so like that. And it was just weighing my purse down. I was like, I know I can put this money towards bills or something else or Madeline's Christmas fund, something to get through Christmas with. But once I put it in the treasure chest that they had up on stage last year, it was just like this weight was lifted. I felt free. I knew that I had done a good thing, that we had done a good thing. I put it in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and everything was taken care of from there. None of our bills were overdue. All of our finances worked out perfectly. We had everything that we needed and more to provide for Christmas. We have been a lot more involved with the church over the past year. I'm involved with youth. He's done a lot more with the tech media on the weekends. Core members. We both became core members since then. And so we feel like we're funding our family now. We are the volunteer state and we want to volunteer not just our time and our efforts and our money, but we want to volunteer our faith. We want to make sure that lives are changed through faith promise, through just everyday testimonies to people on the street. And if faith promise can do that, then we'll gladly give anything that we can to help them do that. You know, it's easy to stall out on the journey if you can't see the top. And sometimes in the middle of the journey in our trek to the top, we can even, we can lose sight of the mountaintop. And then if we don't know what the experience is going to be like, it's even easier to stall. But oh, what we'll miss in the vision that God wants to give us. For a couple of thousand of you, promisers, you're brand new. This is going to be your first heart for the harvest. And oh, are you in for the ride of your life? Because God's got a vision. God's got a plan. The vision that He has for East Tennessee is vast. And it's going to be transformative in your life and my life and all of our lives. It's going to be, it's going to be unbelievable. The vastness of the vision that God has for us can only be seen from the top of the mountain in full surrender. Now, surrender can be a difficult thing, but if you want to see all that God has for you to see, then there's got to be greater levels of surrender in our lives to the will and the word that He has. But the more that we surrender to God, the more that we begin to see the vistas and the view and the vastness that God has for us to see. You cannot get to the end of surrendering on this side of heaven. Some of you say, well, you know, I've, hey, I've, I've, I've been in heart for harvest before, and I've served, and I've given. You can't get to the end of the surrender. Matter of fact, the more you surrender, the greater life is. Jesus said, if a man would lay down his life for me, he would gain it. But those that keep their life, lose it. And so it is a key biblical principle. And surrender always precedes sacrifice. In 2 Corinthians, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. And he's talking about an offering that the churches had taken in the Mediterranean. He said, in a great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy, and even in their deep poverty, they overflowed in the wealth of their liberality or generosity. These guys were having a hard time. If they loved God, they saw the view. For I testify that according to their ability and even beyond their ability, they gave of their own accord, begging us with much urging for the favor of the participation in the support of the saints. And this not only as we had expected, they first gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. They first surrendered themselves to God, then they got in on what God was planning. So surrender 
always precedes sacrifice. And it always precedes seeing all that God wants us to see. So really, the more you sacrifice, the more you're gonna see what God wants you to see. Ask people that have sacrificed before you. I truly believe that, that God's hand is on our church. And just open your eyes and look. By giving and, and doing the heart for the harvest, to see East Tennessee looking at our church for answers. And it doesn't matter if you're homeless or you live in a mansion. You drive a, a, a $50,000 car, you drive a $500 car. It doesn't matter. But Heart for the Harvest gives us an opportunity to go into areas to where God is truly needed. Even if my witness isn't the greatest witness and the strongest witness, even if I don't speak to people every day by giving my tithe and my offerings, I know that I'm part of what Faith Promise is doing for other people. I know that um, I'm helping to reach others, whether it's something I do as part of my life or as just through my giving life. The, the quickest way I feel like that you can get to somebody's heart is by loving them first. And, and you have to be able to offer something in return. And I just feel like Camel County's a, a prime example. Uh, you know, they're, they're hit by drug addiction and, and things like that really, really hard. But we can be a shining light in that community. And what happens from that community and branches off to another community is just you sit back and you just, you're in awe of it. I truly believe that first thing is, is, is God's commandment is to give. But we're talking about going above and beyond. You cannot outgive God, no matter if it's $10, if it's $20. I know that really and truly, and, and Sharon and I are an open book, but a lot of people save to retire. We haven't. We felt like it's more important to give to the church, and we have very little retirement. And you can look at us, and we're getting on up in years. God will take care of us. I mean, truly, that's our philosophy, and it is God's going to take care of it. Give. If it's $5, $10, if it's $100,000, give. God's going to take care of you. The deal is this, God has been and is still today calling his kids to a new level of faith. And that faith is seen by our surrender and our sacrifice to him. That we believe that he is gonna take what we give him in the heart for the harvest, and he is gonna turn it into transformational ministry. Literally where lives will always, always be changed. That we will make an eternal difference in people that we care about, people that we love. As a matter of fact, think of this. There are people today that are far from God, and because of what we do, next year, they'll be a part of this journey to the top of the mountain. Because in this next year, God is gonna get them, He's gonna win them, and they then will become part of our family taking the trek to the top of the mountain. And so, you know, as we look back in Heart for the Harvest, prodigals have come home, and God has always done the impossible. It's really why we talk about miracles in it, because we believe that, that God does the impossible. 
Now, some of you, as we go through this, you say, Pastor, I can't take the trek to the top of the mountain. I'm trapped in the valley of the shadow of death. As I look around, I can't see anything. I'm boxed in. I can't see a way in. I can't see a way out. And that's why God is calling you to the top of the mountain. You need to say, but I don't have the strength to make it. I don't have the faith to make it. There's no hope for me getting to the top of the mountain. But God is calling you to the top of the mountain. He will give you the strength to get to the top of the mountain because He wants you to experience Him in revolutionary new ways. He wants to connect with you at a higher level. And so God is going to move in the midst of that. It's going to be amazing. Let me just think about this. You think when Moses looked at the top of Mount Sinai and wondered what would happen up there, would it be worth the trip? Do you think he was glad that he went to the top and experienced God in a radical new way? See, biblically, you go through the Bible, there are over 500 verses and stories about people connecting with God on the mountaintops. Again, God is always calling us to move higher, to go to a greater level of surrender, of sacrifice, of the fullness of His Holy Spirit. That's what He does. He's calling you. He's calling us. So again, whether it's Moses on Mount Sinai, tasting, experiencing the glory of God that literally turned his black hair gray. Think about Elijah on the top of Mount Carmel, praying fire down upon his sacrifice and revival breaking out in Israel. Think of Jesus and three of his closest disciples on the Mount of Transfiguration when the curtain is pulled back and they catch a vision of Jesus that they had no idea. They see him in his pre-incarnate glory. And there's Moses and Elijah, again, mountaintop guys hanging out. And they literally, they just wake up and it's over. See, God wants to take you and, and me. He wants to take faith promise up to the mountaintop so that we can experience greater things with him. So I want to just challenge you to a greater level of expectation to a greater level of anticipation, to a greater level of excitement about what God is doing and what God is going to do. You know, as we've, as we've trekked from the bottom and we're making our way to the top, we say, well, what'll happen up there? Well, I promise you, the disciples and Elijah and Moses had no idea that they would meet the power and the presence of God on the top of the mountain. And they would catch a vision that's vast and that God would do even greater things. So God was taking them to a new level of surrender, a new level of sacrifice. And that's what he's doing with us. That's what he wants. See the vastness of the vision and the view that God wants to give us, it only comes through sacrifice and surrender. But what God is gonna show us and where God is gonna take us as we go on this trail, will blow our minds because that's the sovereign God that we serve. Woo! Holy, wow. The trek to the top can be tough, but I wanna tell you, anybody gets to the top of the mountain never regrets it. Look at the magnificent view that God has created for us to enjoy. What a mighty God that we serve. Promisers, 
In this series, I believe God is going to open all of our eyes up because He wants all of us to see the Tennessee that He sees. What does He see when He looks around? He sees the mountains and the valleys. He sees the, the green trees and He sees the fall colors. He sees the rivers and the lakes. He sees the farms and the freeways. He sees the suburbs and the inner city. He sees your house and my house, your heart and his heart. That's what God sees. And yet with all the beautiful scenery that we get to experience in East Tennessee, I think that there are some other things that God sees that we've got to get as the apple of our eye that we've got to learn to see and hear. And that is that God sees people. Preeminent in his universe is people. He placed us here, he loves us. And that's what, that's what is the absolute priority of God. And it is the people that he loves. Because I believe people matter more to God than anything else. And so what we've got to do is we've got to get to a place to see what God sees. We've got to get to a place to connect with His heart. And one of the things that I'm convinced the Word of God reveals is that God sees a Tennessee with people that are far from Him. God sees people who are lost today, who have no relationship with Him. And that moves the heart of God. You know, the longer that I walk with God, the more that I study the Scriptures of God, the more that I can hear the cries of the lost. Peoples whose their heart is empty and they're trying so many things to fill that void and nothing will fill it but God. Because the scripture said, He put eternity in our hearts and only eternity will fill the gap. And so we're looking, so many people are looking for all these things and yet they're, they're missing it. God sees the suburbs the manicured yards, the street signs and the lights, the automatic garage doors and every house looks the same. But he sees behind the closed doors and the garage doors. He sees families that are frayed and falling apart. He sees people that are chasing after success and, and money and wealth and status. When the wisest man that ever lived said it's literally chasing after the wind. He sees us trapped in that cycle. He sees the inner city. He sees people broken and hurting, trapped in violence, trapped with broken families, trapped uh, with poverty. He hears and sees hopelessness and helplessness of generation after generation of abuse and neglect and without and they think there's simply no hope. He sees the drug addict and the alcoholic. He sees lives that were meant for so much more, being dashed and trashed with prescription pills, with meth, with crack, with Coke, with Jack Daniels, people who are trying to drown out pain and sorrow and loneliness. God sees that and he's got so much more for them and it moves the heart of God. See, our hearts would be moved if we could see the Tennessee that he sees. He sees peoples whose dreams have been dashed, whose lives have been shattered by this world and the, heart, the harshness, the, all of the wiles of the enemy. God sees all that. 
He sees the abused children going to bed tonight, feeling like nobody loves them, like they've done something wrong that someone, some adult would climb in bed and hurt them one more time. He sees people that are lonely, who have no family or friends, and don't know what they've done to be forsaken by everyone. Now that's the Tennessee. As we look around, that's the Tennessee that he sees. We must be able to see what he sees so that we can feel what he feels. Because if we don't see what he sees, our hearts won't be broken by what breaks the heart of heaven. So in this series, we're going to ask God to give us a fresh revelation. We're going to ask God to move. We're going to ask God to put us in a position to see. You see, we took this trek to the top of the mountain so we could see what God sees. But we've got to be in a position to do that. There's a prophet called a minor prophet. His name was Habakkuk. And Habakkuk got into position to see. In Habakkuk 2, he says, I will stand guard on my post. I will station myself on the rampart. Now, the rampart is the highest place in a city so a watchman can get there and can see an enemy that's coming. He climbed to the top of the trail like we have so that he could see. He said, I I want to be able to see and I will keep watching, see what he will speak to me. So we climb to the top of the mountain so that we can see what God will speak. You got to be able to see the Tennessee God sees so that your heart will be broken for the pain of the problems that our God sees. In verse two, then the Lord answered me and said, record the vision. That's what this series is all about. Our vision, his vision for us, for the the days, week, months, and years ahead of what he wants us to record the vision, inscribe it on the tablets. Literally, God says, I want you to get a hammer and a chisel, and I want you to take tablets of stone, and I want you to chisel the vision. That's what God did on Mount Sinai for Moses when he took his finger and chiseled the 10 commandments in the two stones for Moses. He wants this to be clear. Inscribe it, chisel it on the tablets. Why? So that the one who reads it may run. We are running, faith promised with a vision. We're not stumbling, we're not stumbling, we're not bumbling. We are running with the vision given by heaven to us that the one who reads it may run. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal. It will not fail. Faith promise, we will not fail in the vision that God has given us for victory and transforming a Tennessee that God sees now into the Tennessee that God sees that it can be if you and I walk fully and freely in all that he has revealed. You see, the vision, is it's coming. It hastens toward the goal. It will not fail, though it tarries wait for it. Some of you say, Chris, pastor, you don't understand where I am. There's no way I can play a part. There's no way God could use me. If you knew how messed up my life was, have you ever read this Bible and the broken, screwed up, messed up people that God used? Paul, the apostle killed the first Christian. Moses was a murderer. David was an adulterer. Rahab was a hooker in the lineage of Jesus. I could go on and on and on. God loves to take and draw straight lines with crooked sticks. 
That's what he does with us. So listen, you are a part. You are going to walk in victory. Don't miss what God is going to do. Don't, don't let the devil blind you to this vision. Because see, he's always about putting blinders on so that you will believe that you can't play a part, that you can't be a part of the team, that you can't get on the field. It is a lie from hell. You are called with us. Inscribe the vision, read it, run with us. That though it tarries, it's gonna come, it's gonna hasten toward the goal. Wait for what he says, for it will certainly come, it will not delay. I love that passage of scripture. It just motivates me. It, it inspires me to, to move. So faith promise, it's time for us to, it's time for us to run the course that Jesus has laid out for us. Let me tell you what else God sees. God, as he looks, he sees promisers placed by him in strategic positions all over these hills and hollers, all over East Tennessee to make a difference. He sees people in Campbell County and Anderson County and North Knoxville and West Knoxville. He sees people in Blount County. You guys at God Behind Bars, he sees you to make a difference at Bledsoe. He sees our internet campus and our Costa Rica campus. He sees all of the current campuses and those campuses that are to come. He sees lives being transformed as we follow and do all that he wants. I believe God sees a new campus back at the University of Tennessee. I believe that God sees that we're going to launch three to five campuses in 2017. I believe God sees all that can happen with new sites and new seats and more services for more souls. I believe God sees us launching literally in 2017 more campuses than we could ever fathom. He sees the vision happening. He sees boys and girls who have been abused or neglected and forgotten, falling in love with Jesus and finding out they have a heavenly Father who loves them and is there for them. He sees students that are transforming middle schools and high schools and their families. He sees at every one of our campuses student ministries that are thriving, students that are that love God, that are serving, that are making a difference. He sees young adults, millennials all over serving God, many of them being called to missions and ministry, that their lives will make a difference that they never thought possible. He sees families that today see no hope for the future restored and reunited, not just surviving, but thriving, moms and dads back together. He sees strongholds being devastated. He sees people who see no hope, who are trapped in the valley of the shadow of the death, trekking to the top and seeing his vision, seeing his power, seeing his freedom, seeing all that he has. He sees chains being broken. He sees thousands of people coming to Jesus and following him in baptism all across all of our campuses. He sees us planting dozens of campuses in the years to come. He sees us worshiping black and white and brown, all raising our hands, falling on our faces before a thrice holy God, forgetting the division and the lines of color and race and economics and all of us loving God together. He sees us making a difference that we actually did not even know could. That's why I said, record the vision, inscribe it on the tablets, make it plain. He sees us making an eternal difference because we've read it and we are running with it. We've been to the top of the mountain and we're gonna run back to the bottom and we're gonna help those in the valley say, there is a God and there is a better life for you and there is hope. Come on, take the trek to the top because it's always worth it. He sees us 
surrendering more of who we are to all of who He is. He sees us sacrificing more of what we are to advance His agenda, to impact His kingdom. He sees us falling in love with Him that just out, that just falls out in obedience of us, walking with all that He is. He sees us grabbing His vision and running with it. Not slowing, not stopping, but running with His vision. That's what He sees in the heart, in the heart for the harvest is to come. He sees more and more ministry. He sees more and more campuses. Matter of fact, let me just let the cat out of the bag. In 2017, January, we're planning on launching God Behind Bars in Bledsoe County Women's Prison and God Behind Bars in Morgan County Correctional. We're going to have three campuses in local prisons. And that honors the heart of God because the Tennessee God sees, when those people get out, they're walking out to fullness. They're walking out to freedom. They're not going to end up back in the system. They're going to come and they're going to get jobs and they're going to reunite with families and they're going to be productive citizens of the kingdoms of God. Why? Because you and I are there pouring Jesus in to them. Because let's be honest, many of us, I know for me, I'm that close to being there myself. And you know many of you could easily be there. So we love them. We're going to build those. We're going to, we're going to move out. We're going to plant other campuses. Last year in Heart for the Harvest, we only talked about Lenore City. I'm so sorry. Hey, that was all my, that was all me. That was my bad. We were, we're still looking. We're going to open up a Lenore City campus, but we've not been able to find a location. You know what we should have done? I should have inscribed the vision and run with it. We should have been looking for seven locations, not one. We sh and that's what we're doing today. We're looking for seven locations. We're not looking for incremental slow growth. We're looking for transformational, radical kingdom growth. And you and I get to be a part of a ministry and a church that will make a Tennessee look different than the Tennessee that God sees today. I don't know about you, but I love being a part now you've listened to two stories, one that spans the length of our church and another that's, that's pretty new. And you know, there'll be hundreds of families. This will be your first entry into the generosity journey at Faith Promise Church this hard for the harvest. Thousands will take part. And together, as we surrender and as we sacrifice, we are gonna advance the agenda of God. Now, some of you say, yeah, what are you talking about? The vision and all that. Listen, if you're not born again, you can't hear from heaven because you're not connected to heaven. When Christ came, it was about opening a door to connect you with the heavenly Father. And so today, if you'd love to have your sins forgiven, today, if you'd love to have a brand new start, today, if you're ready to, to turn away from all that it is and turn to all that God has for you, Today, if you could imagine the top of the mountain, if you could imagine all that God has planned for you, then right now, let's begin that journey. At every campus, with every head bowed, and every eye closed, I'm gonna lead us in a, in a confessional prayer. Faith Promise is gonna pray this with them. So gang, get ready because heaven's open. Pray this with me, dear Jesus. I know I've sinned. I know I've messed up. And I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Come into my heart. I confess you as my Lord. I want to live for you. I want your vision. 
I want to see what you see. Use me to make a difference in my world. In Jesus' name. You know, heaven celebrating because people just gave their heart to Jesus. I can't wait to see you next weekend because we're going to take another step to the top of the mountain in this incredible journey of Heart for the Harvest and seeing a Tennessee that God sees. I love you. See you then. Well, what an exciting time in the life of our church as we kick off Heart for the Harvest season. Every year, this is the opportunity we have to make a difference in our community, to be a part of continuing to expand ministry and continue to expand uh, the gospel throughout our community. And the men who are standing on this stage, all of us represent one of the physical locations of Faith Promise outside of our Pellissippi campus. Uh, we have our Campbell campus, uh, our God Behind, Bar, uh, God Behind Bars up in uh, Bledsoe Correctional, our Blunt campus, and we have our Anderson campus and all the way up to our North Knotts campus. You got some fans out there. All right. I should have paid people to be here if I had known that. We stand here this weekend as a representation of the thousands of lives of people who come every weekend and worship at one of these campuses. There are thousands of people who gather and worship and hear the word of God proclaimed. There have been hundreds of people who have given their lives to Christ through these campuses, and we would not be standing here today if it was not for your generosity through Heart for the Harvest. Those lives would not have been changed, and there wouldn't be the hope that is in our communities if it had not been for the vision of Pastor Chris and the Heart for the harvest and your generosity to give above and beyond and to follow God's lead in your life. We are excited for this time to, to kick off this year. We are pumped and we can't wait to see what God is going to do through Faith Promise Church in Heart for the Harvest. And we are ready as all get out for this, this new time. And I hope you are as well. In fact, this weekend, there are a couple of ways that you can already begin to commit and be a part of this process of Heart for the Harvest. And the first way is through this, is to be a part of our church-wide fast that begins this Monday. Pastor Chris has called everyone across all of our campuses, no matter where you may worship to be a part of that fast. And we hope that you'll join with us. In fact, uh, you, you can fast food. You can fast certain food items. You can fast. It doesn't have to be food. You can do social media. You can fast from TV. You can fast from your in-laws. Hey, right? There you go. doesn't matter what you fast from. Give up something in your life and fill that time with prayer. And we have a great resource for you. It's this pamphlet in your seat. It's under your, your bottom. You take that home and it's good and warm for you right now. Read it and use this as you are fasting and praying to, to pray over the specifics of this year's Heart for the Harvest. A second way that you can begin this weekend to be a part of Heart for the Harvest is to already begin to pray and ask God to show you what it is he would have you give as this year's Heart for the Harvest Pledge and offering. So often people wait until the day of the offering. Let's not wait. Let's pray now and ask God, show us what you would have us give to be a part of Heart for the Harvest and changing East Tennessee forever with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. In fact, let's pray right now. God, we thank you for the opportunity that we get to be a part of expanding your vision for our world, your vision for East Tennessee, your vision for Knox County. God, we pray that you would blow up our surrounding counties. 
God, we pray that you would unleash revival through Faith Promise Church. God, that you would flood Heart for the Harvest with resources that we've never seen before, Father, that we would be able to go out and transform East Tennessee for you and the world for you, Father God. I pray that you would begin to speak to people's hearts this weekend. Lead them, guide them. And we ask that we would have the boldness to follow you in what you lead us to do, Father. I pray that you would create some supernatural moments in times of fasting over the next 21 days where we hear clearly from you and our lives are forever changed. In your name we pray, amen. Has it been good to be together this weekend? Be blessed, have a great weekend. We'll see you next weekend.